0: Hey! You look good. I don't know if anyone
1: told you that. It's like, Raider Nation, dude. Russell Wilson's in our division now. Gosh! Coldest division in the league, for sure. Hey, um, most of you probably don't care about football, but you're here, so you care about British Youth, and we care about you, and we love you, and we're so stoked that you're here. Um, we love meeting new people. If you're brand new, uh, maybe this is your first time here at our church, or maybe this is your first time ever at church, um, we want to say welcome Thank you so much for coming to hang out. Um, Seriously, like, no joke. Our favorite thing in the whole world is meeting new people. I got to meet a couple new people right before service. It's so rad. There's so many people who've been coming in and, um, for the first time recently, and, and you've heard this, uh, but there's people who are here for the very first time tonight. So those of you who maybe uh, you started coming to Bridge Youth in the past couple months, you need to be extra loud right now because you heard this for the first time not long ago. There's people who are hearing this for the first time right now. We like welcoming our guests every single week in a way that never gets old for us. We like saying... <coughs> We are here to build you up, not beat you up. Yeah, we love you. We back you. We're so stoked that you're here. We got one rule. If you're in the room, you're family. We actually adjusted that rule because if you're in the room or watching online, you are family. We're so, so stoked that you chose to join us tonight. Hey, who enjoyed our series, Defining the Relationship? Come on now. Some of you found the love of your life during that series. Some of you broke up with the love of your life. During that series, um, some of you discovered that soulmates aren't real, others of you are still trying to live out your own personal Disney movie. Um, but just by, well, okay, I, I have to ask two questions really quick. Um, oh my gosh, we only have three minutes left, Amber, we need to hurry. Chop, <laughs> chop. Just kidding. Uh, some of you guys don't know that there's actually a timer above your head that tells us when we're supposed to be done. And I basically ignore it altogether most weeks.
0: <laughs> They're happy
1: about it. <laughs> you guys are stoked. Tech team in the back is like, for the love of God.
2: Please keep it.
1: There's the timer. Okay, first off, who in the room is saved, sanctified, you're going to heaven, and you realize there's more doors? There are more doors in the world than wheels.
0: There has, I think to, be. Wheels.
1: There wheels. has to be. Have you ever been. Bro, have you ever been to, like, a, a, a hotel in L.A.? There's, like, 8 trillion doors in that building alone, right? But then, but then, Legos, (laughs) you guys, wheels, the wheels manufactured by Legos alone is a game changer. And trucks
2: have, like, double wheels.
1: 18 wheelers. Yeah. Don't do that to us, Amber. Come on. Oh, I think
2: wheels. I'm no. on the other
1: side of it. All right. You're about to see mom and dad fight now. I say doors. I say wheels. I say doors. Um, I <laughs>
0: uh,
1: But also, um, way more important question. Who in the room, uh, you are like, you, you, you love Jesus and you realize Marvel is a million times better than DC. No comparison, right? I do okay, I good. hear Edward Cullen, Batman is fantastic. H- haven't seen it yet. Um, I will see it. I'm stoked on it. Um, but, like, come on. Like, the last, the last Spider-Man that just came out, sensational. Um, so, really quick, let's just, let's just figure out um, the, the Marvel pros and the Marvel amateurs, all right? You see a Marvel movie. The credits come up. What do the amateurs do?
0: Please.
1: What do the pros do? Right. Because everybody knows after a Marvel movie... There, at the end of the credits, there's always an extra scene. Defining um, the relationship, the series concluded last week. Tonight is that extra scene after the credits. We just had such a cool response to our breakouts last week. Um, we literally got to like maybe not even half of the questions that were submitted, and we just thought that this conversation deserved one more night. So who's, who's stoked on that? Who's ready for a one more extra scene after the credits night? I am also pumped too. So what we're going to do tonight, um, basically we're just going to have a conversation. There's a few things on both mine and Pastor Amber's heart um, that we just want to share with you guys, and then we're going to jump into a handful of the questions that you guys submitted, Uh, much more than just preaching a message, we're going to have a conversation tonight, and we're going to dig into a couple things when it pertains to love, buckle up buttercup, sex, oh God, you said the S-E-X word again, (laughs) when it comes to love, sex, dating, relationships, we're even going to talk. About how to prepare for marriage. So get ready to take some notes. It's going to be an awesome night. We love to get into conversations like this. Hey, before we get started, actually, Amber, would you open us in prayer?
2: Yeah. God, we are so grateful to be able to have this community. I pray that, um, God, that you would just uh, share what you want to share through us tonight. God, and I pray that it would just be an encouragement to everyone in the room. God, um, we are so blessed to be able to meet freely in this place. And God, Uh, We're grateful for everything that you have for us tonight, God. And also, we are so, so expectant. So, God, just show up in the way that you always do so faithfully. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. No prayer for the Raiders.
2: Raiders! Raiders! I feel like that just feels so interesting to me. I I do pray that the Raiders win on my own. But I feel like corporately, I kind of want to respect, you know...
1: Before, we had, we had the, 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 the hope that Derek Carr, our quarterback, is a born-again Christian. He, he preaches. Is. He almost left football to go into the ministry. And so our hope was, man, God's blessing will be on the Raiders and not the other three satanic teams in the AFC West. But Russell Wilson is also a I born-again know. Christian.
0: So, so now
1: uh, God might have to bless them, too, and we don't want that. We don't want God to bless the Denver Broncos. My brother's a Denver Broncos fan.
2: I don't know what to tell you.
1: Ponies are lame. And so is cold weather in Colorado. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) um, Hey, everyone, look at your neighbor. Say story time. Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second. (laughs) Tell them story time. Um, I want to tell you guys about a story. um, A story about the very first thing Amber and I did on our honeymoon.
0: <laughs>
1: you guys said story time. What? <laughs> um. All right. So, so Amber and I, we got married really young. We got married at 20, which should be illegal, but we did it anyways. Um. We got married at 20, and and uh, uh we were both Christians. We were both believers. We've been dating since we were 17 years old. We. We really did our absolute best to honor God, do things the right way. Uh, This story only really makes sense if I say this. So if you're brand new, I know we're jumping all in right from the get-go. Amber and I both, when we got married, we were both virgins. We waited until we got married. And so um, we honeymooned in San Diego. We got married in Lake Elsinore. And so it was about an hour drive. We had a very short reception. We go to San Diego. We book it. We get in our hotel. Like, she's still in her dress. I'm still in my suit. The front counter, they're like, oh, did you guys just get married? We're like, we did. They're like, we're going to upgrade you to, like, the honeymoon suite, and we're going to give you a free night in the hotel. We're like, this is so dope because, like, we're balling on a budget. You know, we were youth pastors. Like, we did not have money like that. Um, That's why we were honeymooning in San Diego. So then... Uh, we get up to the room. Uh, we kind of like get all, you know, we we drop all of our luggage, everything like that. And then there's like this moment, right? Like there's this moment as a husband. Why, you know, this moment um, where it's like it's like she just said Corey Devon. It's Devon. I've committed to Devon. Um, it's like love is an open door, like. God's blessing is now, you know, I'm trying to keep it PG for the junior hires in the room. Um, and they're just like, I'm, I'm having almost this existential crisis because we're now in a hotel room. Like Amber and I, we really, we, we, the, like through our engagement, we were not alone like at all because we, it, so we were not alone at all during our engagement. And, and now we're alone, and we're in our hotel room, and we're married. I'm wearing a ring. She's wearing a ring. And it's like, I look at, like, the bed in our room. I look at my wife, and I look at the bed, and then I look at my wife, and then I look at the bed, and then I look at my wife, and I go, do you want to go to Wendy's?
0: <laughs> we didn't eat all day. We, so we hadn't
1: eaten nothing. And she's like, Oh God, yes, please! So we book it out of the car. We jump in the car. We run to Wendy's. I'm flooring it all the way there and all the way. That's the first thing we did on our honeymoon is we went to Wendy's and I got some spicy chicken nuggets.
2: <laughs> well, really, it wasn't like, oh, let's go to Wendy's. It was like, let's just go get food. Yeah, and it's the like, first let's place we found was Wendy's. So yeah,
1: we found the closest hard. restaurant possible.
0: <laughs> Mm
2: -hmm. Well, fast food, really. Um, Yeah, so, okay, so my story that I'm going to share from when we were dating is actually from the beginning. And it's a story that some of you might know, but um, the first time I ever saw Corey was at a show. So I was at UCR. They had, like, a block party beginning of the year. um, And I didn't go to college there, but I found out a band that I loved was playing. And so, anyways, I was like, you know, my friend Sabrina, let's go to the show. So I go. I see Corey in the crowd around, and I'm like, yeah, he's really cute. But I'm, like, not going to talk to – like, I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm like, yeah, great. Like, you know, I'll probably never see this guy again. And, uh, and so, anyways, like, during the show, I'm, like, trying to show my friend Sabrina – and Corey's kind of shared this story before. But from my perspective, I was, like, trying to show my friend Sabrina, like, you have to see this guy. He's so cute and all of that. uh um, girls really do that. Yeah. From afar. <laughs> I need to tell my friends who
1: I'm with. Guys, guys, can you? <laughs> Boys, my dudes, my guys, can you imagine us dudes? Like you're at the, like, like you're, you're at school or something, and you see a girl, and you go, hey, dude, dude, come here. Come here. Seriously, where did she go? I've got to show you this super pretty girl. She's around here somewhere. Your friend would be like, Dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Girls really do that. I, I was, so. like,
2: trying to show my friend Sabrina. I'm like, you have to see this guy. And so, anyways, after the show, we're walking back to our cars, and I'm like, that's him. That's him walking, like, right. I don't know if you were in front of us or behind us. I, I can't really remember. But, no, no, I was behind. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And, anyways, I had, like, I remember I was
1: behind because you went like this.
2: Okay. <laughs> Probably, honestly, I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's so cute," and I was like, "I will." I literally thought I will never see this guy again. Like, I will never see him again. And, um, anyways, uh, so fast forward a few months, I finally show up at this youth group that my friend had been invited me to. I played volleyball in high school, and so I couldn't go to Tuesday night youth group. That was delivery. your
1: opportunity. To, Where's all the volleyball players
2: volleyball at? Dude, best sport, so much fun. They go off.
1: Yeah, they I love seem you really excited about it as well.
2: Yeah, it's okay. Leave them alone. They're probably tired from playing. Um, anyways. <laughs> yeah, so, anyways, three months forward, like, after the show, thinking I would never see this guy again, I go to this youth group finally after my friend kept inviting me, and he ends up there, but, yes, I didn't recognize it was the same guy. Um, I was just like, I mean, I... And and honestly, it was like, I I was was overwhelmed.
1: I was cute enough to notice, but apparently not cute enough to
0: remember.
2: No, I mean, I thought you were cute when I walked in, but I also walked in with, like, girls being like, oh my gosh, Corey!" And it was a small youth group, so they're like, who are you? And then, like, just craziness. I felt like I was overwhelmed. So it was just a bit distracting. But anyways, so... We end up on the phone because we're, like, you know, I start hanging out with everyone from the youth group. Like, we're going out to eat after. We're hanging out, like, just, like, jumping right into the community. And I'm on the phone with Corey because, like, we instantly connect, like, friendship-wise. We're just, like, dude, you're so cool. You listen to the same music I listen to. That's so sick. And then we start talking about the show, and we're, like, no, there wasn't Snapchat. We were on, like, our home phone. That's so weird. Um, But we were. Yeah, like, this way. (laughs) And anyways, so all that to say, I'm on the phone and he's like, Oh yeah, I just saw Seosin not that long ago and I'm like, Yeah, I was at that show at UCR and he's like, Oh my gosh. And then it clicked. I was like, That's the guy I followed around. I'm on the phone with the guy that I followed around. Anyways, and I was like freaking out because at the time Corey had a girlfriend.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're here to build you
1: up, not yeah, Don't you're beat beating up. me up.
2: We were seven. You no, we were lo- we were seventeen. Yes, he had a girlfriend when I met him. He talked to a ton of girls, like friendship-wise. We and will her,
1: get to that later so in we'll
0: the talk content. is a little bit
2: later. So, we were all friends, though. Me and my friend Sabrina, Corey, like, a ton of us were all friends. So, we all called each other. I called Ryan and Sven, like, all these other people that were, like, in our group. So, it wasn't like me and Corey were, like, only talking to each other. But in this conversation, we were. And so, anyways, I – so, in the moment, I'm like, he has a girlfriend. I can't tell him that, like – Wait, how
1: did you find out it was me, though?
2: Oh, the – yes. Okay, so – Didn't I ask you, like, were you wearing a pink unicorn sweater or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, were you wearing a pink unicorn sweater? He's like, yeah, why? And I was like, I mean, I was at that show, and I saw you, and then I'm like, he has a girlfriend, so how do I do this? And I was like, my friend Sabrina thought you were so cute, like, because I didn't want him to think that, you know, like, then it would have ruined everything. And I was like, trying to be super respectful. So, boo me now, okay? (laughs) Okay. Um, don't boo me because I was trying to be super respectful.
1: Our relationship was built on a bed but of I, lies.
2: But anyways, you guys want to see the sweater that he wore that day? So we were totally brother. like we were like the we were the we, <laughs>
1: bro. It wouldn't. It's fit. so
2: tiny. Yeah, literally, we were like little scene emo kids, and that's the sweater he was wearing. A purple. Kind of goes with my outfit, sweater.
0: Loki.
1: I don't know where I got this. I don't know. I was wearing this sweater at a concert, bro.
2: It was crazy.
1: Sorry, guys. It was crazy.
2: (laughs) So, anyway, there's the sweater.
1: That's the infamous sweater. (laughs) She's kept it all these years. Yes. Hasn't washed it once.
2: No, I for sure washed it. But, anyway, so I still have it. But, yes, if you've heard the story, that is the sweater. It actually was a real story, and that actually happened. And we were friends for another six or seven months and um, obviously he you know right after I met him not that's a whole nother story. We can't get into that today.
1: So we Some can our whole if life if you want to ask us
2: about the whole story we'll talk about it. But
1: we'll also we, be auctioning off that No, sweater. we
2: will not, so, not we're gonna start at a no. hundred
1: thousand bitcoin. No. Nope.
2: No. So anyways, that's kinda how things sort of started for us like you know that, that was stupid wild.
1: sweater man i know
2: it's so it's really ugly <laughs> but it's been a while i mean that was Gosh, like you to notice me that was like
1: 2006
2: 2006 oh, when we six. were senior. who was not
1: alive in 2006 real quick
2: oh wow dear god you weren't alive wow heaven.
1: lord have that mercy that is so funny
2: Anyways, that's so there's a couple story. little
1: stories about us, you know, <laughs> Wendy's and pink-purple pink unicorn sweaters. Uh,
0: Too much.
1: All that to say, we've been dating for a long time. We've been doing this relationship thing a long time, so maybe, just maybe, we might know a thing or two. Just kidding. Okay, so um, we're going to jump into a couple things uh, and just chat around a, top, a couple topics. One um, of the things that we kind of get asked about Um, here and there when when we do these sort of talks is what are the top mistakes people make when it comes to love sex and dating what are what are kind of the top love sex and dating mistakes people make um really quick just a funny one not really a funny one but kind of a funny one it's kind of funny but it's kind of true you know when things are really funny because they're really true um it's one of those ones so um hey all the ladies my, my girls my sisters all the ladies say hey
0: hey
1: Um, Ladies, uh, not every guy who's being nice to you is flirting with you. Some of our moms just raised us to be gentlemen, so (laughs) I I saw a quote of that today, and I was like, this is actually so good. Um, Yeah, so when a guy opens the door for you, um, number one, let him open the door. Don't tell him, I can open my own door. Thank you very much. Don't do that. Um, Let him open the door, and then don't assume that also he's going to then open the door and ask for your number. He might just be opening the door for you, because some guys out there are still gentlemen. But here's what I see as, honestly, I think one of, if not the biggest um, mistake that people make when it comes to relationships, when it comes to love, and it's all around the topic of identity. Everybody say identity. Identity. So many people put their identity in a relationship. You know what's even crazier? So many people, they put their identity in a potential relationship. You know, you know what so many people do, actually? So many people put their identity into a make-believe relationship that they're not even in yet with a person that doesn't even actually exist. <laughs> it's like, if only I can find this guy. He must be out there somewhere, probably on a magic carpet. No, stop. Guys are like, oh, if I could just date this girl, this girl that's like a 10, but also is so great with the boys and plays video games and loves anime and will go paintballing with me. Dude, that's your best friend. That's not the girl that you're going to date. Okay. Um, what happens is they wrap their identity. One of the questions we had got was, um, was, was from a young person who said, I, I'd recently um, got out of a pretty long-term relationship that I kind of wrapped my identity around. And, and how do I not do that again? And how do, I, how, do I, how do I move forward from that and not make that mistake again? And, and the reality is, so many people, they do that. They find their identity in the relationship that they're in. Can I tell you, Amber and I, we've been married almost 13 years. And our identity is not even wrapped into the marriage that we have. We love it. Our marriage is amazing. I think, honestly, um, second only to Christ dying on the cross and his sacrifice for me, I think it's the next best blessing that God has ever bestowed on my life. But can I tell you, Amber is so, if somebody were to try to diminish and minimize Amber's identity to Corey's wife, I'd be the first one to step up and say, she's so much more than that. She's so much more. So can I tell you, you're so much more than whoever you are in a relationship with. You are so much more than the potential relationship that you might one day be in. And you will never find fulfillment in who you are as a person in a relationship. We've been saying it a bunch this month, um, that the only one who can define you is the one who designs you. And you'll never be right with a mate until you're right with your maker. Now, here's the other side of this, is that so many people, they're, they're, they're putting their identity in a bunch of things that they were never supposed to put their identity in. Because, um, I love this, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are God's. Masterpiece. We're whose masterpiece? God. We're God's masterpiece. We're, we're the piece of art. We're the masterpiece, and he's the artist. We're, and and the, um, the, the word God's there, it's G-O-D apostrophe S, and that apostrophe is, in literature, something that claims ownership over whatever is coming next. And what comes next is masterpiece, which is you and I, meaning that we we inherently belong to God. And then it says, we have cre- he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. See, our identity is first and foremost and primarily found in God, in Christ. That's who we are. And I'm going to say something that's been so near and dear to my heart. And it's one of the things that hasn't yet made it into this series, but I wanted to make sure to say it before we ended this series. And I'm just going to say it, and I'm going to leave it, and and I'll just let the Holy Spirit kind of settle that however He might want to settle that in your heart and in your life. And it's this. I tell you, you were never, ever, ever meant to wrap your identity around your sexuality. You were never meant to wrap your identity around your sexuality. And you were never meant to wrap your identity around a relationship. I think it's one of the greatest mistakes that people make when it comes to love, sex, and dating.
2: Yeah, and I think another mistake is that people walk around so insecure. And that's a reality, right? Like, we all deal with insecurities. Whether you admit to that or not, we all have insecurities, and we always have to work through those things. But... If you're secure in who God is and the relationship you have with him, one, you're going to walk around differently. You're not going to look for people's validation. You're not going to look to find, you know, attention from everybody because you have God's attention. God God gives you all the things that you're looking for. He's like, here, you're so loved. Here, I have healing for you. Here, here. You are strong because I make you strong. You're a son. You're a daughter. And we try to find that from everybody else and everything else because sometimes it's not a person. Sometimes it's like an activity. Like this is, you know, for me growing up, I was so prideful about, like, going to shows and knowing all the bands and being, like, the girl that, like, went to shows and knew all the things. Like, even finding security in that. Like, that. all those things will fail you and you will end up back in your insecurities but you know what when you daily go to god and you ask god remind me of who you are in my life and you become secure in that you walk around you attract the right people you you actually you know when you're insecure you make a lot of mistakes and i say that because i grew up very insecure and i made a lot of mistakes and you'll accept any kind of love you'll accept any kind of attention you'll accept any kind of friendship but when you are secure in God and who he is and who what he's called you, you're, he's called you his son, his daughter, the one he loves, the one he takes care of, the one he created, the one who he sent. Despite our mistakes and, and the just the mistakes that we make in life, he sent his son. You know, he gave it all for us. And so... Um, I think we make the biggest mistakes when we walk in our insecurity. And so, even as a believer, even if you've been a believer for a long time, you need to check that every day. What is my security in? Is it in God or is it in everything else? Do I find validation in everybody and everything else or do I find validation in God? Because he says that you are forever loved. In Romans 8:38 through 39, it says that nothing can separate us from God's love. And that he... That because of what Jesus did, we can have healing, and that God arms me with strength, Psalms 1832. Um, and so remember that. Get back to that security in God, because that's what's going to hold you up, and it's going to attract the right people in your life, and you make better decisions.
1: That's really good. Uh, I was going to, for a moment, you kind of did it anyways. I was going to say, like, bounce back to that, and when you're insecure, yeah. you attract the wrong kind of people. Like, yeah. I feel like we could talk about that for the next hour. You Absolutely. know, we could take the, the remaining time that we have and get yeah. into that. That's
2: yeah, and not even the wrong people, but you find yourself in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I going to these parties? Why am I doing these things? Like, why yeah. am I drinking all the time? Why am I doing, you know, I don't know, all these different things. It's different for everybody. But, like, why do I run to these things? It's because you're insecure. You're trying yeah. to cover up insecurity in your life mm-hmm. and because you don't feel safe you don't feel but God we're, we're running to all these fake
0: yeah. things
2: God is the real thing mm-hmm. and you know it deep in your heart you may deny it for a long time and I, you know our hope and our prayer is that you would find God's truth here at Ridge Youth because the truth is is that he loves you and he has everything you need and you don't have to look to any place person or thing for that so
1: you know what I think insecurity will do insecurity will lead you to a place of desperation.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Like, think about even just outside of, like, we, we all have, we all have, like, physical insecurities, things that we would want to change about ourselves. I so wish that I was the guy who, like, I wish I was, like, uh, is this, uh, is this, uh, I, like, would typically never do this. I so wish I was dude in the second row up front with this hair. Like, I want to be that guy. Can you just give it one time? just give us that one time. I wish, bro. I'm living vicariously through you. Like what I would give. I've always wanted to be that, dude. My hair is curly and it's thick and it's, I just have to keep it cut and tamed, man. Like, like we all have things about ourselves that we would change, right? Like think about even beyond like just sort of physical insecurities. Like, like, you know, when, imagine when you're you're out in the ocean and you're swimming and all of a sudden you feel a riptide and, and you begin to go from a moment where you're absolutely comfortable and, and you feel safe and you feel secure and you feel strong. And then all of a sudden this riptide starts pulling you and then you're starting to feel insecure and unsafe. What do you do? You, you move into this moment of desperation. Often people will do the exact opposite that they tell you you should do. They start swimming exactly against the rip current. Against the, like and they start going and, and what they say what do you what's gonna happen you're not gonna beat the rip current and you're gonna tire yourself out and you're gonna drown right you get desperate when you're insecure yep. can I tell you don't don't walk around in insecurity Dude, I, I, I saw this video earlier today of, of this little girl her mom is like brushing her hair oh, and she know, goes I'm so, I'm so ugly. ugly and her mom's like don't say that and her mom just starts hyping her up and I was this was like one of those moments where I was like I could have a daughter, like I could totally I wanna I wanna be a girl dad, like she's so sick, you know, it's like one of those moments for me and and she's like, you're so beautiful, and you're so, am- you're-. she goes, you're the, you're the prettiest girl in your class. Boom. Like, she tells her like that. I was like, dude, this is so funny. But like, the reality is, it's like when we get to this place where we accept what the world is trying to declare it is, it's like, we have to live by these unrealistic expectations that the world sets on us. What happens? We can become insecure. Then what happens? We can become desperate. And when you're desperate, you're going to settle for so much less than what God has for you. Don't ever settle for less than God's best. Best. Yeah. And can I tell you, God's best for your life is dope. Like, do not settle for anything less.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, let's jump into this. We, we thought we'd, we'd uh, really quick give a handful of relationship red flags. A bunch of people are always like, what are some of the red flags around relationships? Um, we'll give you some really quick. Um, you might want to take notes. You may want to write this down. <laughs> Remember this. You may want to tattoo this on the back of your hand. No, no. <laughs> um, Here's a huge red flag in relationships. Selfish and manipulative love. Yeah. Selfish yeah. and... <laughs> there was a lot of laughter in the middle of the room as if somebody has experienced this in their personal life. <laughs> Said selfish, amen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Okay, so some of you like, were just in a bad relationship and it wasn't necessarily overly selfish or manipulative. Um, so how can you know if it's selfish? How can you know if it's manipulative? Here's a really good way. If they start saying things like, if you love me, then you will fill in the blank. If somebody starts saying that in a relationship, you tell them to kick rocks. Because that's, that's selfishness. And I, I love what, is the, the most famous love verse in all of the Bible. You hear it at almost every single wedding. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, it says this. Love is patient. We could just stop there. Like, you just stop right there and realize that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul to the Corinthian church decided that the very first word that he was going to use to describe love is patience. So when you're 15 and your parents said that you can't date till you're 16, and that's four months away, and he's not willing to wait. Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. So tell him, like, kick rocks, kid. When, when they're trying to speed along the relationship in certain ways in certain areas, and they're anything but patient, well then, as far as the Bible is concerned, that is not love, because love is patient. And love is kind, and it doesn't envy, and it doesn't boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. Here's another thing. It's not easily angered. Yeah. This person seems to always take their anger out on you. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. Is this person always the, ter- the person that's trying to get you in trouble? That's what it means to delight in evil, to constantly gravitate towards, take joy, and want to be involved in all of the things that will destroy your life. Is that person doing those things? Red flag. But rather, love, it rejoices in the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. Mm -hmm. It always hopes. It always perseveres. Love never fails. Love always protects. I said this to the guys last week, and I'm going to say it again right now. Guys, be gentlemen, and be the man that protects women. Don't be the man that other men have to protect women from. Here's here's a huge red flag. You can see it. I already talked about it. If they start pulling you away from God, that's the biggest red flag. Mm -hmm. If they start pulling you away from your family, if the person that you're dating has caused issues between you and your family, huge red flag. If that person's trying to isolate you and pull you away from your friends, that's a huge red flag. Be careful. There's a couple of relational red flags.
2: Yep. So I have just a few statements and a couple quotes of, like, what you want to watch out for. So the first statement is their words don't line up with their actions. Like, I think that's a big one. Yeah. They won't go to church with you. They don't believe in going to church. Um, I believe the Bible, but only parts. <laughs> Second, Timothy 3.16 says this. All scripture. I really like
1: the way you said that.
2: It's true. I believe
1: the Bible, but, but only
2: parts. Yeah, well, in 2 Timothy 3.16, it says that all scripture, all scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us, and it goes on. Here's another quote. Some of the Bible is outdated, and it should change with the times. That's a red flag. Another red flag is, I'm saving myself too, but anything could happen. Seriously, I mean, I feel like that could really be a real quote when they're not clear and they're playing games with you. God wants our yes to be yes and our no to be no. Quit wasting people's time.
1: This woman is preaching.
2: Another one. God told me you're my future spouse. Run. I'm sorry, but run. They need to keep that between them and God and work, let God work that out. They don't need to be telling you. That's weird.
1: Can, can tell I'm sorry you guys I might hurt some
2: of your feelings, but that's fine. Can I tell
1: you guys about the girl I was dating when I met my now wife? This is a girl who can candidly, candidly, like complete like vulnerability. Um, the reason I broke up with this girl is because she, she wanted to be physical in the relationship and I was committed to, I wanna, I wanna wait till marriage. And you know what she started saying? Well, we're gonna get married anyways. I said, girl,
0: <laughs> first red off, red we've red been red dating red for red
1: like 42 days, <laughs> so chill. <laughs> And it was a huge red flag. And and that's literally what and why I ended the relationship.
2: Yeah. And so another red flag is when they're not respecting your boundaries, like, don't waste your time, just move on. Which, really, with all of these, don't waste your time, just move on. God's got you. Another quote Oh, we can do other stuff. That's a red flag. That is a red flag.
1: I'm, not <laughs> I'm just going to take a nap. You guys keep listening to this Someone
2: lady. expecting spouse, husband and wife privileges when you're only dating.
0: Come they on need to re-
2: and thinking about they need to not only respect your purity and the things that you're keeping pure, which is not just sexual. There are many ways, mind, yep. mouth, life, Heart. living your life pure. There's yep. much more to it. But respecting your purity versus protecting it, like we mm. talk about here. Yep. They can respect it, but do they protect your purity, this
0: is and if so they good. don't,
2: that's a red flag. This is so good. All right, all right, I got. Now, there's mo- some
1: people really mad at you in this room right now, but I'm. That's I'm okay. So I have more for you, so let's wife. get a
2: little more upset. Come on. Okay, another quote is, "I know it's sin, but, okay, but we're not perfect." Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a huge red flag. Woo-hoo! Walk away. Actually, run away. <laughs>
1: Well and that scripture. Scripture says to flee,
2: flee. Flee yes.
1: from sexual immorality. Yes. And the picture there in the original word for the word flee is to turn in the opposite direction and all outrun. There was this one yeah. guy in the Old Testament named Joseph, and this this lady who was his boss's wife was trying to do the no pants dance with him. And and he said, How can I He said, how can I dishonor God and my master, that was his boss, how can I dishonor them? No way can I do it. And one day, she's like hiding in the shadows while he's like sweeping the floor, and she pops out of the shadows, and she's like, sleep with me! And he's like, you're crazy! And he goes to run, and she grabs his robe, and in those days, like, he just wore a robe. Like, apparently, there was not like, Calvin Klein did not yet come out with boxer briefs, is what I'm saying. And the dude turned, and he ran, and she held his robe, and he was so adamant about running away from this sin that it was the first ever biblical recording of streaking. This guy
0: went streaking.
1: (laughs) Like he embarrassed himself because he was so concerned with staying right before God.
2: Yeah. All right. So another one, if they never talk about Jesus or their relationship with God, they're playing games. Yeah. Um, their private story, their close friend story is different than the real them or their story. Like, it doesn't line up with their actual, like, Instagram that everybody sees. Yeah. Snapchat, you already know. Come on. You can figure that one out on your own. Right. Okay. If they disrespect your family or friends, that's a huge red flag. Um, I don't know. I don't know this would hit everybody, but I still felt like mentioning it. If someone says, I love Jesus, but we shouldn't talk about him outside of the church. Bye. That's yeah. just so weird. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that doesn't make any sense. You are fake. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. We all have our own fake moments. I'm not trying to, like, throw judgment point fingers. Like, right. you know, I grew up we well, We're talking
1: about someone you're be in a relationship yes, with. Yes, you
2: really, really need to check these things. And also, um, I just want to end with this. I think, you know, when we think purity, you know, it always goes to sexual purity. And so I really wanted to break it down a little bit. God wants us to be— and. Jesus places righteousness on us because of what he did, not because of what we do. So we cannot be holy, which just means set apart, so don't freak out. You need to be set apart. People need to see difference in your life. Because you're in relationship with Jesus, you're walking differently. And purity is not only sexual, it is also how you speak, it is what you think about, it is how you treat people. Um, and so I don't want you guys to get stuck on that one thing. No, living a life of purity is being obedient to God and what he's asked you to walk out in life and how he's asked you to walk out life despite what you want to do or you feel like doing. That is living a pure life. So I kind of wanted to just end up with that, with the red flag.
1: Yeah, that's so good. Can we all just give my wife a round of applause? <laughs> Amber came out and said, I'm coming for all y'all. <laughs> Hey, let's give you a couple uh, really quick re- relationship uh, green flags. We need green flags. Yeah, come like on. not just red flags, but green flags, um, too. A little um,
0: here's
1: a Here's a great one. When you feel like you can totally be yourself around this person, like you don't have to create a fabricated version of yourself in order for this person to like you. Now, you don't want them to like a fabricated fake version of you because then guess what? The real you is going to come out eventually, and if they don't like it, then ugh, like it's not going to end well. But when you feel like you could totally be yourself around this person, that's a total green flag. Um, when they become one of the greatest motivators of your faith, yeah. that they're, they're the one that's just like wind in your sails, that they're like, man, do all that God's called you to. Um, I, I got, I got to get um, coffee with a young man yesterday and, and, and I didn't ask him permission to share so I won't share his name or anything, but he was talking about I feel, like, I feel like I might be called to missions, like to go into third world countries and to spend much of my life in these other parts of the world. And I was like, that's so cool. And then towards the end of the conversation, like, uh, he's like, hey, can I ask you a question, just relationship advice? I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, you're in a relationship. He's like, yeah, I've been in a relationship almost five months and I was like, so then I jumped over to like, Well, what does your girlfriend think about you going on the missions field, leaving for God knows how long to these crazy parts of the world? And he goes, oh, she loves Jesus. She's all about it. And that's such a green flag. That is such a great thing. When this person constantly pushes you towards God and they don't pull you away from him.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. All right, some more green flags. So when someone says this, like, again, we're going to do some quotes, but we're also going to do some statements. I love your
1: quotes. I'm now very excited for the green flag quotes.
2: Okay, green flag quotes and statements. Okay, the first one, the universe doesn't control anything. God, the creator of the universe, does. Yeah. So when they're speaking like that. I like it. That's good. I don't just pick and choose out of the Bible. Every word is breathed by God. Which is kind of countering a little bit of what I already said, just the opposite of it. Another good quote is, we've all made mistakes, but now I'm obedient to Christ and waiting for marriage. Yes. Green flag. So good. When they don't need others' approval and they only want to be validated by God. Green flag. Put God first in everything that they do. Green flag. Being honest in a respectful way. Green flag. All right, I'll stop saying green flag. Prays for you and with you. So if they pray with you and with you, yes. Doesn't speak negatively about X's. That's a green flag. Let's stop tearing down people around us. Let's go. Even when they hurt us, let it stop with us. Yep. Stop being the hurt person that hurts people. Yep. Stop it. So good. I've had to stop that in my life. I, was, I have been hurt like everybody else. We've all been hurt in some way in our lives, but we have to be the ones that stop the hurt there. We don't continue hurting people. Anyways, so don't, when they don't speak negatively about their exes, that's the green flag. They work hard for their future. Yep, They work hard for their future. Put in the work. Put in the work. They maintain eye contact during a conversation. Huge. Huge.
1: Say that's it again for the people in the back.
2: Maintain eye contact in conversation. That You're is a green flag. making eye contact flag. with me right now, online amen, audience? Amen, Yes.
0: So good.
2: When they respectfully compliment you. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Green flag. When they're fully submitted to God. And the last one, when they're emotionally and spiritually mature. Green flag. There you go.
1: Can I add one more green flag? I wrote it down while Amber was talking. They're not embarrassed by God. And they're not embarrassed by you. Yep. They're not embarrassed to be seen with you. They're not embarrassed
0: to, to walk around school you. with
1: you. They're not embarrassed to post about you. And they're not embarrassed to do any of that about God either. It's a huge green flag. Um, one of the things that we will get asked every once in a while, because uh, people um, wonder often, are there any things that you wish you would have done different growing up in, in your relationship and dating and blah, blah, blah? Um, the answer is yes, absolutely. There's a lot of things that we wish we would have done different. One of the things I really wish that I would have done different is Amber joked about it. Um, uh, I'll joke about it from time to time, but honestly, I-, I wish that at a young age I didn't just date to date. Because um, you heard earlier in the night, yeah, Amber and I we we waited until marriage, but uh, there was a lot of things that like we gave away, and there's a lot of things that I wish I wouldn't have given away so easy. I tell you, I wish I wouldn't have given away so many I love you's. Now, I'm not talking about the, like, you know, you're hanging with your boys and you're like, bro, I love you, bro. Love you, bro. Like, I'm not talking about the, like, I have a friend, and, you know, that the, the friend that's a girl and you're like, hey, love ya, L-U-V-Y-A, love ya, you know, that's different. I'm talking about, like, I love you. I wish I wouldn't have given so many of that away. I wish I wouldn't have, like, gone on so many dates and held so many hands. And, like, there's movies now that, like, I can't watch because it reminds me of going out on a date with a girl that's not my wife. And, like, I can't watch Too Fast, Too Furious, which, like, oh, such a banger, you know? Um, I mean, of all and the movies, like, let it rah! go. Like, Too Fast, Too Furious, who cares? <laughs> um, it's like, I, 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 wish, I wish that I would have realized that there's greater significance, and I wish I wouldn't have given so many things away. Um, so what are you saying, Claire? I'm saying, um, like, proceed with caution. Yeah. And pace yourself. And time's on your side. And, and like Amber said, you know, it's like, the thing is, here's the thing is that people think, like, well, I'm going to save just this one thing for marriage, but you got to realize that virginity is not the goal. Purity is the goal. Because yeah. there's, okay, gosh, I, I didn't know if I was going to go here, but... Uh, we have arrived at this place together, so here we are. Buckle up, buttercup. Um, Virginity is not the goal. Purity is the goal. There's a lot of people out there that might be a virgin, but they're a pervert. And so what you need to do is you need to work on your heart. You need to work on your mind. You ask yourself what you're looking at. You need to ask yourself what your muscle memory is when somebody who's good-looking walks by. And because he, here's the thing. is that so many people go, oh, you know, like, people will dig into the Bible and say, well, God was all rules in the Old Testament. And then he's all grace in the New Testament. And we'll thank God we have Jesus because life's so easy now. We don't have to follow any rules. I'm like, time out. Like, Jesus upped the ante. Because in the Old Testament, it's like, hey, don't commit adultery, which meant— um, Um, having any sort of sexual experience with anybody that was not your spouse, right, or cheating on your spouse. That's what the law was. Don't do that. And then Jesus came around and said, yeah, you've heard don't commit adultery, but truly I say to you that anybody who even looks at someone with lust in their eyes has already committed adultery in their own heart. That's upping the ante. It was like, it's not just about what you actually do physically, it's about what you, what's going on in your imagination and your heart. And so The things that I wish she did different was, like, I wish I strived for purity. I wish that, you know, there's people that I know that the first person that they ever kissed was their spouse on their wedding day. I think that's so dope. Like, I think that's so cool. Like, there's such a huge part of me that wishes I did that. So I wish I didn't just date to date because a lot of people were hurt in the process, and and I was one of them. And and my wife, later on down the line, was one of them as well because um, now she has all these things— that she, there's a lot of areas of life that she doesn't have anybody to compare herself to, but there's others that all of a sudden we get into a relationship, and and she has to compare herself to these other girls and these other experiences, and I hate that. I wish she would have done that different.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, we're giving away things that should be meant for that one person, and so it's, you know, a lot of those things, so totally agree with that. Another thing I was thinking about is, because I was so focused on finding a guy to fulfill all these needs, I missed out on God and what he wanted to do in my life. Like, I think I missed so much. Like I was trying to find all these things to like make me whole. I missed out on the moments and maybe community life. Like I wasn't I didn't really take my faith seriously until my junior year. I got saved in junior high, but I kind of just floated around youth group and I didn't take it seriously because I wasn't, I wasn't serious with God. I definitely had a moment where I was like, Jesus, I believe you, and like, be the Lord of my life, but I hid from people, and so I didn't have anyone checking me, like, focus on God, you don't need to focus on finding a guy, and all these things that, you know, the world wants you to find, to find fulfillment, and so I think I missed a lot of opportunity to just be used by God, to grow in God, and to really focus on that relationship with God. I think, you know, I wish I didn't miss so many years, you know, doing that because the years that I have been so focused on God, it's been incredible. It's been amazing. And God brought me amazing things. You know, he fulfilled all the things that I was searching for, but way better. Yes, Corey is the cherry I'm on I'm the, the way, top way better. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Wait, whoa, does that sound
0: bad? I not No, no, it
1: sounds, sounds really, it sounds great, but just, you know. Did
0: I say it way? No, it's just
1: that like, I'm sure for you like I'm great, but like to think like oh like the way better that God like blessed you with is me like the the, the insecure crippling self doubt no, me is like dang hey, that sucks way for you I scored. You're way better. You kind No. yeah. No. Anyways. Thanks, dude. You? <laughs> it's like God can do above and beyond. All you could ever ask or imagine. I'm the above and beyond. Yes, you are. Ah, well, <laughs> alrighty then. <laughs> to each his own, I suppose. Oh. Um, hey, can we talk really quick? This, this, this is. I just felt like this would be a really cool conversation, and, and we'll hit this pretty quick. But, um, but preparing for marriage. Um, uh, I know for most of you, marriage seems so far away, but here's the thing, is that if you're going to, like, if you're going to build a bunker to protect you from a tornado, you don't start building that bunker when you see the tornado up the street, you know, like that's, you're, you're done already, like, you don't, you know the, the ideal time to learn how to fly a helicopter is not when you're 10,000 feet off the ground in the helicopter, right, um, The best time to to prepare for marriage is before you're ever in one. Before you even, before you, before you even have an opportunity. Before it's even really in your heart or on your radar. So here's a couple ways that you can prepare for marriage. Um, Realize this: that getting married won't solve any of your issues. Mm -hmm. It'll put all of them under a microscope. Yeah. So what are you saying? I'm saying start dealing with your issues now. Mm -hmm. Get with some people. Get with a mentor. Get with a leader. Can I tell you this? Maybe no one's ever told you this. There is no shame in professional counseling and therapy. And some of you have been through some stuff where, can I tell you, I'm not a professional counselor. I'm not a professional therapist. And actually, if you were to come into the office and meet with myself, Pastor Amber, one of our other uh, pastoral staff members, if you were to come in and you were to ask for something that could be distinguished as professional counseling or therapy. For example, if you came in and you said, hey, um, I'm struggling with grief and the loss of a loved one, and I wanted to receive counseling for that. You actually, when you come in to meet with us, would sign a paper that says, I understand that this is not professional counseling. It's not professional therapy. But what it is that the pastors at the Bridge Church offer is spiritual guidance and biblical instruction. Because as pastors, that's what we do. We're not going to rob you of getting professional counseling. There's some things that before you get married, you might want to get some counseling for. There's no shame in that. It's all good. Like, we've done professional counseling before. Like, there's, go do that. Another thing that, that I want to throw out, and I say this often, but you've got you to gotta get yourself ready to be married. And here's the thing, is that lusting over a different person on a screen every night will not prepare you to be with one person for the rest of your life. You know, you don't, you don't look at every single person around you and look at your know, screen every night and, and then think that one day you're gonna say I do and then have eyes for one person for the rest of your life. You're setting yourself up for failure. What you need to do is you need to get that in check. You need to, you need to start reeling that in and you need to do that so so you need to start that journey so long before you're ever even thinking about marriage. And lastly when marriage is on your radar, get premarital counseling. I promise you it'll be good for you. Yes. And don't live with each other. No. <laughs> don't live with each other before you're married. Don't do it.
2: Yeah, and I would say to prepare for marriage, just stay focused. Like you, everything is trying to grab your attention, like voices, things, just life stuff, just trying to grab your attention. Stay focused on God. Stay focused on Godly community, because that's when you will open up, start to deal with the issues that need to be dealt with, um, and 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 just. I think people get so stuck on like, oh, yeah, yeah, when I get married or when I find that person, it's like God wants to do stuff right now. Let's focus on that. Like focus on what God wants to do right now in you. And the good thing isn't just someone to marry. A good thing is he wants to bring a lot of good things in your life. Not just relationships, but he wants to make your life rich. He wants to use you to encourage people, to love on people, to, to be healed, to show others that you can get to the other side. Like, he wants to do good things in your life before you're even in a relationship. And so, start there. But really, my main point is stay focused.
1: That's really good. Hey, to end off tonight, we thought that we'd, we'd hit a couple of questions. And so, uh, why you have, those, you have those questions for us? Why guy? there he is! Everyone say, what's up, Wyatt? Hey, Wyatt. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Thanks for it. Handful of questions. wanted to give a, a handful of honorable mentions, some really good questions that, that came our way. Um, actually, let's, let's give the two statements first. One of them was, uh, when, when is the right time to get baptized? What do you think, Amber?
2: Now. Now.
1: Do get it. Get baptized.
2: Sign up.
1: That's a cool question.
2: Yeah. <laughs> here's, a,
1: here's, here's a cool statement uh, somebody Somebody just said, uh, said, this isn't a question, but this is the best church I've ever been to. And then they said, that smiley face is a little ugly, LOL. And they drew a flower. So cute. Um, Here's a great honorable mention question. Uh, Opinion on dating apps. (laughs) Only Christian mingle. (laughs) I love this one because it came came, uh, with, with some artwork. How to meet Christian girls outside of church. And it's like the sweating (laughs) emoji. You guys
2: Um, needed to see these and hear these. Just wear not of this
1: world t shirts and put Christian bumper stickers on your car. And then, like, guys, the Christian girls will just, they will flock Flock. towards you. (laughs)
0: Literally, they will flock
1: towards you. Um, I don't know. Pay attention to how they live. Do they display the fruit of the Spirit in their life? Um, love this. This is actually a really, really good question. How do I make a girl not like me?
0: <laughs> they want to know. They the people know. need to know.
1: Don't shower. Just stop showering. That'll solve the problem. That might have actually been a serious question. I know. I'm sorry. I hope we
2: didn't offend anybody. Here's the best so one
1: of all. So good. Honorable mention. How do I get out of the friend zone, dot, 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 please, dot, 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 I need help, dot, 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 down bad, dot, 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 really bad,
0: I'm not kidding, that's what it says,
1: quote, Um, dang, my guy, Uh, I'm praying for you, Uh, how do you get out of the friend zone, I don't know. Make your intentions known. Yes. Tell her I like you more than friends. And
2: if they don't like reciprocate that, That's just on, move dude. on.
1: Don't it's be the okay. weirdo. Um,
2: we all face rejection.
0: It's okay. Yeah. Uh, a
1: couple, a couple serious questions that we'll hit uh, really quick that you guys um, submitted that that we just we honestly we didn't feel right about concluding this series without. Um, responding to these questions, and and band, you guys can start heading up and and, uh, and get ready. Um, One question was this. It it was like one of those questions, like, as a youth pastor, um, the moment you read these words, your heart just breaks into a million pieces, and it was this. It said, "Um, why does God use the people you love the most to hurt you the worst? Um, And I just want to say, like, for whoever either A, wrote that question, or B, whoever in the room or watching online um, resonates with that question, the first thing that I would say is this. God did not do that. Um, God God doesn't come around and intentionally sabotage your life and hurt you. God doesn't use the people closest to you to hurt you. It's actually contrary to God's character and his nature to hurt you. Um, Scripture says, God, God says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the, declares the Lord. They're plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope in the future. So I think maybe what might be happening is in the mix, in the storm of emotions that you're feeling in the wake of the hurt that you've experienced, is you might be directing the blame in the wrong direction. Because that was never God. Yeah. God didn't send this person to hurt you. Yeah. Um, Romans eight twenty eight it says this, though. It says that we know that all things, um, that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. What are you saying, Coy? I'm saying God didn't do it, but he can use it. If you put it in his hands, then, yeah. then he can use it. Anything you want to say?
2: Yeah. Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1, 5 says God decided in advance to adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And so he adopted us you're a son your a daughter psalms 1832 said says god arms me with strength and he makes my way perfect and so god will help you be strong and also in isaiah 53 5 it says but he was pierced for our rebellion crushed for our sins he was beaten so we could be whole he was whipped so we could be healed so whoever hurt you it wasn't god hurt people hurt people. We talked about that already. And that's just not God, not his character. Um, So, just redirect that. I'm so sorry that you're dealing with hurt. We all have to deal with hurt, and we have a choice to heal or to sit in it and to let it grow.
1: Really quick. You just said we all have a choice to heal.
2: Yes, we all have a choice.
0: We have to choose
2: Healing, and God promised it to us, but we have to choose it.
0: Yeah. I think some
2: people
1: yeah. like um, girls are much smarter than guys. <laughs> guys, you know what we do when when we like we fall on our skateboard or our rollerblades or our bike or even our scooter. <laughs> Shout out scooter kids. <laughs> You know what you do? Like you fall, you fall on uh, a, you get like a big old like scab, you know, scrape whatever on your elbow and then it scabs up. Like what do you do to the scab, boys? You pick that thing, right? And then it bleeds again and then it reforms a new scab. And then when the new scab gets there, what do you do? You pick it, right? And then it forms a new scab. And it's like, and then it's just this like, it's just endless process that if you were to just keep your hands off of the thing, it would heal it's like a choice and we're saying the healing is a choice for some of you, you've been, like you have chosen to not be healed and in some ways it's because you've rejected God's healing you've been hurt and, and you're not yet ready to receive healing because you know that God's healing comes with you forgiving that person Jesus said, oh, no problem Like you want you want forgiveness? cool, no problem but you've got to forgive who hurts you, because if you forgive them, then God will forgive you. But if you don't forgive them, then God won't forgive you. The, the follow-up question to that, is somebody, um, somebody said, was, how, how do I receive healing from past hurt and move forward? Number one, you ask God. Number two, talk to somebody. One of my favorite things about these series that we've done in the past five weeks, I cannot tell you how many conversations we've had with people who need healing from past hurt, from things that's happened, from relationships, from friends, from people that they were supposed to be able to trust and they couldn't. Talk to somebody. Don't 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 bottle this up don't keep now you don't these are the type of things you don't tell everybody you tell somebody and the scripture says that you need healing I, I, I so believe this is not just physical healing but you need healing call the elders of the church elders just mean leaders the leaders of the church ask them to lay hands on you and to pray you need healing ask someone to pray for you and it's so crazy that when that happens, something just I, I literally it's one of those things I cannot make sense. It doesn't make sense. To That's why it's called supernatural. It's just that supernatural healing begins in your heart. God doesn't. To close down, the last question was the one that we wanted to end on, which is how do you build a godly foundation in a relationship? And really the only way that you'll build a godly foundation is that of Christ is already your foundation. Scripture says he's a firm foundation. That if you build your life on the rock, that's Jesus, not Dwayne Johnson. When you build your life on the rock, that no matter what storm comes, you're going to be all right. Do you know Jesus tonight? No, I'm not saying do you believe in God? Scripture says even demons believe in God. Do you know him? Are you in relationship with him? How do you build a firm foundation in a, re- a relationship? Well, first, you need a foundation. And the only firm foundation is Jesus. So if you're here tonight, you say, well, okay, well, then I want that. I want a relationship with God. I want to know Jesus. I want forgiveness of my sin. I want this healing. You can have it. God actually said it's completely free. There's nothing you can do to her. Amber just a little bit ago. She talked about how we it's righteousness. It's not based on you. It's placed on you. Jesus already purchased it on the cross. All you have to do is say yes. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to give you the opportunity to say yes. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? This is a public setting, but this is a private moment. If you're here tonight, you would say that's that's me, Pastor Boyd, I I want a relationship with God. I want a relationship with Jesus. I want to know him. That's you. I'm going to ask you to respond in a unique way. In just a moment, what I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. And when I get to three, if you want to say yes to that free gift of salvation that Jesus offers us, you want to step into a relationship with God, you want to make Jesus your firm foundation, you want to take the pen of your life, You want to put it in God's hands. You want to let him write the next chapters of your story. If that's you, when I get to three, you just lift your hand. You can put it right back down. Why do I have to lift my hand Corey? I just think that when we respond on the outside to what's happening on the inside, it just solidifies it in our hearts, in our lives, and in our souls. So every head bowed, every eye closed. If that's you, when I get to three, you just throw your hand up, put it right back down. This is your moment. This is your night. This is your time. Don't hesitate. Don't worry about what's happening around you. Nobody's looking around. Heads are bowed. Eyes are closed. It's just you and God in this moment. Here you go. One, two, three, go. All of this place. So many hands. You can put them right back down. And I'm so proud of you. That is the best decision you could ever make with your life. I promise you that. We start this journey with prayer, with words that we say with our mouth and we believe in our hearts. But we're a family here at Bridge Youth, so we pray together. So would everybody repeat this right after me? If you're watching online, do the same exact thing, right out loud. You don't got to yell it. Just right out loud, just say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a savior. Jesus, I believe, she died for my sin. And he rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you everything. And from this day forward, I'm going to follow you. Thank you for receiving me. And thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we welcome people into God's family right now? That's the best decision you can ever make with your life. I promise you that. Hey, we say this all the time. It's not the end of the journey. It's just the beginning. And, And we want to walk this journey out with you. So we got a free gift for you called the next seven days. Um, it's literally seven videos that's just going to help you on the first week of your faith journey. I know when I first became a Christian, I had so many questions. I felt like I had nobody that I could turn to with those questions. So if that's you, we want to get you this absolutely 100% free gift. You just pay for shipping and handling. I'm kidding. There's no shipping and handling. All you got to do is just DM us at our Instagram, at bridge, Y-T-H underscore. Just DM us the words, next seven, we'll handle the rest. We'll get you these videos. If you don't have Instagram, just come chat with me, my wife Amber, any of our team members. Tell me Hey, I don't have Instagram. I want next seven days. We'll get it to you as well. Hey, one more time. Can we just welcome people into God's family? Hey, there's only one way that we can end a series like this, and that's in worship. Would you stand? Would you head to the front? Man, I just want to encourage you at the end of this series. So the series ended last week. This is the post-credit bonus uh, episode, bonus theme. At the very end of this, can I just encourage you with this? And there's no relationship that will ever compare to a relationship with Jesus. Can I tell you this? That when Jesus becomes number one in your life, everything else begins to fall into place and make sense. Everything else seems to start working itself out.
0: Can I tell you this? Man, I
1: remember, um, I did not plan at all to share this, but just in this... You know, the haze is going. Levi's playing keys. The band's emotionally manipulating me. Um,
0: you know, years back
1: when, when my wife was diagnosed with, um, medically diagnosed with anxiety, she was struggling with panic attacks and things like that, it, it made no sense to me. Um. If you know anything about me, I'm the, like, the chillest person on the whole planet. Like, we got rear-ended a uh, year and a half, two years ago. We're dead stopped. They're going 45 miles an hour. I look in the mirror. I see them coming. I'm like, yeah, they're about to hit us. <laughs> I think to myself, should I tell Amber? I was like, no, I'm still let it Because I heard somewhere that, like, if you tense up, it makes it worse. She's better. she just like, this is, like, what goes through my head in a life and death situation. Boom, they hit us throws us to the left.
0: I'm like, oh
1: my gosh. We hit the center divider on the freeway, going back and forth. We come to a stop. Like, are you okay? She's like, I, think, I think so, yeah. Like, she's checking to see if any bones are broken. I'm like, hey, babe. High five. She's like, what? I was like, we're not only going to walk away from our first major accident, we are going to drive away. Volkswagen, baby. German
0: engineering. <laughs>
1: Like, that's me. Like, like, my resting heart rate is like 43. <laughs> like, the idea... And hear me. Hear me. Like, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, I promise.
0: Um, the
1: thought of a panic attack is about the most alien and foreign things. So when my wife started struggling with this, I didn't understand it. It quickly began to feel like it was taking over our lives. Sweet we, she so said, we're not traveling anywhere. I can't get on the airplane ever again. And we'll, you know, we're gonna give up our Disneyland passes. I can't stand in line and be trapped like that. Those times we couldn't go to the movies. It was, it was, it was tough. And I felt like it was starting to take over our lives. And I, and I didn't, and I didn't understand it. Can I tell you? God has brought so much healing and deliverance. And my wife's tough as nails, and she has like absolutely been conquering this giant, not the other way around. But I remember my, like, greatest moment of failure as a husband was in the middle of the beginning of this, looking at her and saying, looking at her and saying, you just have to get over it. Like, I'll never, ever forget that. I look back and I see that that is the greatest failure I've ever had as a husband. And in time, she looks back on that season and says, in that season... I felt like I had nothing but God in my Bible. What's your point? My point's this. Even as a husband, i failed my wife. People will fail you. Can I tell you this? I've been following Jesus a long time. He's never failed me. Can I tell you this? In the history of mankind, God has never failed once, and he's not going to start with you. Can I tell you this? The one relationship that will he says I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you I'll never abandon you I'll sit closer than a brother I've already I've already solidified my love for you and dying for you so I think moments like this and just worshiping Him. how do you build a firm foundation in a relationship you build a firm foundation with Jesus first how do you do that sometimes it's spending moments like this with him would you do me a favor would you um would you close your eyes if you're comfortable would you lift your hands We want you. God, we want you over everything else. Nothing else compares. God, nothing even comes close. God, I pray for a generation that doesn't look to relationships to define them and give them their identity. God, I pray that even in this moment, right here, that for some, the very first time, they'll have their first moment of falling in love with you. For some, in this moment, They're taking that next step in their relationship with you. They're going further in their relationship with you. God, I pray, meet us here in this moment. God, I pray in this moment that we would experience you in a genuine, a real, and a tangible way. And nobody who leaves this place tonight will be able to say that they haven't been in your presence, that they haven't experienced you. pray, God, that every single person in this room under the sound of my voice will have a moment with you right here
0: right
1: now. Let's begin to worship right there, right where you're at.